0: It was steamroll Sunday, blowout Sunday, whatever you want to call it. There weren't a lot of games that were close in week seven of the NFL season. We're breaking them all down. Plus, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? Some big injuries this past weekend. Also, Matthew Stafford took on his former team. Was he able to avoid the upset and keep the Lions winless? Could the Cardinals remain unbeaten? And Tom Terrific, Tom Brady, reaches a milestone that's Never been touched before. Yeah, as always, it's an impressive one. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast.
1: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: That's right, fired it up. It's a Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, and we're so grateful Locked On NFL Podcast, your first listen each day. Now, the 2021 NFL season's been a dramatic one. And that was not what happened this past Sunday in week seven. Like we're accustomed now in this season to see a lot of games decided in the final minute or overtime. And we just saw one game that was decided in the final seconds, and then there was probably another um one-score game. But outside of that. Blowout City. And there were some surprise blowouts. There were some statements that were made, and there were some games where teams uh, tremendously underperformed. And we're going to get into all those contests here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you follow along on Twitter, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and, of course, follow at Lockdown Network. Great content coming up there, including power rankings. You're going to want to check out our power rankings that are released on Tuesday afternoon I don't think there's going to be any change, at least at the top, this week. But um, you will see beyond number one. You'll see, I think, a lot of shuffling around. Also, if you didn't know, the Locked On NFL podcast is now on YouTube. Great daily content going up on our channel there. Make sure you're subscribed. Check it out. Let's get into the early games from week seven of the NFL season. It was the New York Giants racking up six sacks in a 25-3 win over the Panthers at Metlite Stadium. New York's defense also intercepted a pass and forced an intentional grounding safety in its dominant performance. Daniel Jones passed for 203 yards and a touchdown, while Devontae Booker ran for a score in the fourth quarter. Giants still tied for last place in the NFC East at 2-5. and San Darmold. He passed for just 111 yards, had a pick before he was benched for P.J. Walker. The Panthers, they've lost four games straight after starting the season 3-0. After the setback, Matt Rule, Panthers head coach, he told reporters that, uh, quote, Sam Darnold will be our quarterback moving forward. The Athletic recently reported that Carolina is expected to be involved in trade talks for Deshaun Watson before the November 2nd trade deadline, something to keep tabs on. It was young Hoku knocking a 36-yard field goal through the uprights as time expired in a 30-28 Falcons win over the Dolphins in Miami. Pretty much your only tight contest of NFL Week 7 Sunday. Atlanta took a 13-point lead early into the fourth quarter on a three-yard touchdown run from L Patterson. but Tua and the Dolphins came roaring back two touchdown passes later from the Alabama product in the final quarter. Had Miami with the lead... About two and a half minutes left in regulation. Matt Ryan hit Kyle Pitts on deep passes twice in the final drive to set up Ku's field goal. 30 yards, two touchdowns, and pitch finished with 163 receiving yards. The rookie fourth overall selection out of Florida, really kind of finding his way at the NFL level. Falcons are third in the NFC South now as they even the record at three and three. It was 2 a passing for 291 yards, four touchdowns, two picks in the loss. He did have a bad red zone turnover. Miami is dropped and probably my candidate for the most disappointing team of the 2021 season. The Patriots collect home victory of the season with an absolute rout of the New York Jets in Foxborough, 54-13. Mac Jones threw for over 300 yards for the first time in his career, added a couple passing touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne caught four passes for 68 yards and threw a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. Damian Harris, J.J. Taylor also added two touchdowns on the ground. Zach Wilson the game in the second quarter with a knee injury, did not return. MRI, Mike White, came in relief and threw for 202 yards. A touchdown, two interceptions. New England now 3-4, and four, the Jets at 1-5. The Green Bay Packers have won six straight after dropping the season opener to the New Orleans Saints. They take out the Washington football team 24-10. to Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns on the day, 274 passing yards. Quiet day on the ground for Aaron Jones, just six carries for 19 yards. But uh, as far as the receivers for the Packers, Devontae Adams paced them all with six catches for 76 yards and a score. Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, each go over 60 yards receiving and also caught a touchdown pass apiece. Taylor Heineke, 268 yards through the air, touchdown and interception. He was sacked four times by the Packers' defense. Heineke rushed, though, 10 times for 95 yards, a career high for Heineke. The Packers increase their lead in the NFC North at 6-1, while the team drops to 2-5 in the cellar of the NFC East with the New York Giants. The Cincinnati Bengals taking out the Baltimore Ravens, 41-17. I don't know if anybody saw that one coming. Joe Burrow, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, eight catches, 201 yards, and a score I bring on from locked on. Bengals, our guy, Jake Liskow. Jake, man, uh, I don't even know where to start with this one, but you can look at the big offensive numbers, but is it fair to say the biggest difference between the Bengals last year and this year is their defense?
1: Well, I think it's both. Both sides of the ball have really taken strides. The defense last year was a bottom five ish unit. They were decimated by injuries on the interior of the defensive line, playing literally guys off the street. And this year they have four quality starters or players there that they rotate. So, defense certainly taken strides at every level. They also spent a bunch of money in free agency there. So, to your point, That's a big difference in holding the Ravens, who have scored more than 30 points in all of their home games before this week to 17. That is a big deal. Uh, At the same time, in the last two weeks, one of those games against a very bad Detroit team, the other game against a team that just bottled up Justin Herbert, the Bengals' offense looks like it's starting to figure things out. And that's the most complete game I have seen them play under Zach Taylor's regime in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, he seems to be figuring it out as a play caller as well. Was it was it unfair kind of how people had graded him the last 2 years or what what do you see from the third year head coach?
1: I think the big thing is there's a comfort level growing between Taylor and Burrow now that they're this was the 16th game they've started and finished together. It was Joe Burrow's 17th start. Of course, he couldn't finish the unfortunate game in Washington last year, but you generally see Across the NFL, second-year quarterbacks, even like guys like Marcus Mariota, who didn't have fantastic careers, have a second-year leap. And that team have a second year leap in results because teams tend to invest resources. Your quarterback gets a little bit better. And Joe Burrow has taken a big step. You know, bonehead pick in the intercept in in the uh, red zone, notwithstanding. He's been really, really good this year. Jamar Chase has been the runaway rookie of the year right putting up dumb numbers every week making good players look dumb every week and so yeah. when you combine those things it's a step for the offense and then your offensive head coach looks better in turn taylor's been a little bit up and down in my opinion in some of his decision making and some of his uh play calling and some of the offensive design overall but it looks like it's coming together and we'll see if this continues and this is a trend or if this is a you know small sample size. They've had a couple of good weeks. With Jamar
0: Chase, who as you mentioned, having an absolutely absurd rookie year. We thought we'd seen the best rookie year last year with his old teammate from LSU and Justin Jefferson in Minnesota going over 1,400 yards. But Jamar Chase is he's on pace to to blow that out of the water as far as finding the end zone. He's having a tremendous amount of success. Another touchdown on Sunday. Uh, would he be having as much success, in your opinion, if he wasn't with his old quarterback, Joe Burrow?
1: I mean, there's two schools of thought here. I think one of them is that Jamar Chase was dominating the SEC at 19 years old, to the tune of like 20 plus touchdowns and just again stupid numbers. So, so you know, there's a probably a pretty good argument that he could have done this anywhere he went if it was a decent fit. But it does seem like. Joe Burrow's connection with Jamar Chase from LSU translated to Chase having the ability to hit the ground running a little bit better. The deep ball was the only thing that was missing from Chase today, and that's been a lion's share of his production until this game. So seeing him do it in other ways, including, you know, a, a great job of dispatching Marlon Humphreys' press on a crosser going into the half. He catches the ball in just inside the numbers on the left side of the field of like the 33. Gains 13 yards out after the catch. Gets out of bounds on the opposite sideline when the Bengals don't have a timeout. So he's showing that technical ability to defeat the press and get separation. The speed, which you saw after he broke the tackles on the 82-yard touchdown. The the complete package, right? And on pace to eclipse Justin Jefferson's numbers in 14 games after his seventh game in a 200-yard performance against the Ravens in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, you're going to obliterate potentially all rookie records. And of course, with an extra game, for, uh, in the NFL this season, locked on Bengals, you got dancing. James Rapine, uh, is he dancing on today's podcast on Monday? I gotta imagine so after every W.
1: Yeah, actually every day, James Rapine dances (laughs) every single day. Uh, but today he got me to dance as well. He, he, we, we made a bet. Actually, it wasn't so much a bet as James said, I would do this. James said, if Jamar chase goes over a hundred yards and dominates and the Bengals win. We're going to do the gritty. And uh, we did a poor rendition of the gritty, but it's out there on yeah. the Lockdown Bengals YouTube page.
0: You got to check it out on YouTube, of course. Subscribe. And of course, wherever you listen to podcasts, check out Lockdown Bengals, the first place team in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. First place, Bengals at five and two. And the Jets are on deck. I don't expect them to slow down anytime soon. Jake, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks, bro. Interesting question is where do the Bengals rank as far as the top teams in the NFC? I mean, quickly putting themselves into the conversation. A Couple of those teams that were in the conversation before the 2021 season kicked off with the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Titans have had an up and down campaign. The Chiefs have had a down campaign, you know, as relative to their standards. What's wrong with Mahomes and Gang? We'll get into their contest with the Tennessee Titans. It was a shocker. We're going to talk to our guy, Tyler Rowland, here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I was watching NFL Sunday and then also watching an on-demand movie that I had just set up on Direct TV Stream. It was effortless. It was easy. It was seamless. The best part? No annual contract. Stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Continuing with the earlier games here on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Was another route. And you can file this one away as things I didn't see coming. The Tennessee Titans absolutely just blowing the doors off the Kansas City Chiefs, taking out Kansas City 27 to 3. Handing them their fourth loss of the season, and they're back under five i I'm going to bring on from Locked On Titans, our guy. Of course, you can listen to him every Thursday with my Locked On Cardinals co-host, Alex Clancy. Tyler, this Titans team is, is such an interesting case because it, as far as the you're in a glass case of emotion, it feels like, all season long riding this roller coaster. Well, I think if you look
2: back to that Jets loss, I mean, the Titans have lost two games this year. One of them was to the Cardinals, you know, the only undefeated team in the NFL. So maybe the Cardinals, as you would know, are just a fantastic team. And that loss to the Cardinals in week one doesn't really look that bad right now, considering what the Cardinals have done. And the loss to the Jets, the Titans didn't have A.J. Brown. They didn't have Julio Jones in that game. They got nine points on three red zone opportunities in the first half of that Jets game, and the Jets got hot a little bit late in the game, and that's how that all came together. But the Titans got A.J. Brown back, and even though Julio Jones has been on limited snaps and they're just using him in third down situations, important situations, A.J. Brown has gone nuts. The last few Mm -hmm. weeks, 91 yards against the Bills. He had 133 yards this week. And, yeah, Derrick Henry has been good, and he's been doing crazy things all season long. But what makes the Titans offense special is when you have Derrick Henry doing those things, and then you have the passing game to A.J. Brown over the middle. So once that element of the Titans offense came back, it's the same thing we've seen from the Titans offense the last two seasons. They can score with the best offenses in the NFL, but really the story of this game was the Titans' defense. They held mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes to his lowest career passer rating. You know the last time that the Chiefs only scored three points in a game, it was the last game they had before Andy Reid became their head coach. Wow. The Chiefs don't do this. The Titans' mm-hmm. defense put them in a figure four leg lock today. <laughs> they had them uh, four for eleven on third downs, zero for three on third down, or on in the red zone three turnovers, four sacks. The Titans defensive line has really changed the calculus of what this Titans defense can be. They were incredible on Sunday.
0: Some pretty sobering stats there as far as, you know, the performance from the Chiefs on offense and how kind of this mm-hmm. uh, this Titans defense has taken a step forward. After going out uh, of the gate slow, but as you mentioned, the only undefeated team they took on the Cardinals and that high-powered right. offense and I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of time to to mesh a lot of new pieces added to that organization and offensive coordinator, Todd Downing was the other guy because Arthur Smith, he's the head coach now for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. Um, And it almost felt like he was toying with the poor Kansas city chiefs. He had Derek Henry throwing a touchdown pass. He had Ryan and Tannehill running one in Uh, Mm -hmm. talk about the OC's performance uh, to date so far and what you think is the ceiling for this uh, for this offense going forward.
2: Well, you know, you want to give all the credit in the world to Arthur Smith. He did a fantastic job building on what Matt LaFleur, who's one of the best coaches in the NFL he set the groundwork for this offense in 2018. Arthur Smith, he deserved what he got. A great job continuing that success in 2019 and 2020. But Todd Downing, he was one of the better, at least passing Coordinators. when he was the offensive coordinator with the Oakland Raiders in 2017. So going into the season, you hope that Todd Downing would continue to build on the foundation that was already there, but add a little bit more creativity in the passing game. And that's what we've seen. The Titans are much better in the screen game. This year they've been throwing the ball to Derrick Henry a lot more which has utilized his skills in new ways. We've seen not trick plays but you know some reverses, some counters using the wide receivers in the run game. Uh, of course you're seeing some of that wild wild king as we call it down in Tennessee for Derrick Henry in the Wildcat, but you know he's just building on the things Arthur Smith put there and adding some more creativity in there. Some of the route concepts that he runs week to week. Very impressed and he's got to get better in the red zone. The Titans are still a little behind where they want to be there. But overall, Todd Downing has done a great job filling in for Arthur Smith at the beginning of this season.
0: Pretty unreal performance from this Tennessee team all season long. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be one of those consistently inconsistent teams, but they've certainly kind of figured it out. And a lot of talent on the roster. You'd be hard pressed to find, you know, more talented rosters across the NFL and at five and two, this team poised for another spot in the NFL playoffs, the AFC playoffs this season. Tyler, thanks, man. Looking forward to what you have on lockdown Titans today. And of course on lockdown NFL on Thursday. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Thanks for having me
0: on. Look forward to another great week of football ahead. Patrick Mahomes was checked for a concussion. We've got an update on him. Plus the later games in your Sunday night contest between the Indianapolis Colts and San Francisco 49ers. I do want to tell you about the get upside app. It's for anybody who buys gas. They need to know about this. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 25 bonus cents on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download it, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get 50 cents per on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making upwards of two, $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal or e-gift e- card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. I have to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself just to believe it. Most protein bars, you know, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're just plain hard to choke down. Built Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different, more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. And in fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars, though, they're low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein and are healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious. So many flavors. This month, Built Bar coming with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. Don't want to miss out on those. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Patrick Mahomes was cleared through concussion protocol, but he was pulled anyway in the lopsided loss to the Tennessee Titans. So Mahomes all clear to go. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, plagued by turnovers by Mahomes and crew. Plus, you also have their defense um, struggling. And until they figure that out, you know, you're probably going to have to remove them from the equation as of right now as far as contenders. They're just not the same team that they've been the last three seasons. But absolutely good news that Patrick Mahomes should be good to go despite taking a knock on the noggin against that uh, Tennessee Titans defense. Before we get into the Sunday night contest, let's look at the uh, at later games. It was Matthew Stafford facing his former team, the one that drafted him number one overall, the Detroit Lions. And Stafford, very rude. Sent him to 0-7 to start the season. 28-19 Rams take out the Lions. Rams improved to 6-1 and Jared Goff against his former squad, 22 for 36, 268. A touchdown and two interceptions. Also, Stafford's day, 28 for 41, 334. A lot better. Three touchdowns, took care of the football, no picks. Was sacked once. DeAndre Swift had uh, 48 rush yards. And uh, as far as the Rams were concerned, Daryl Henderson Jr., 15 carries, 45 yards. And Cooper Cup continues to have an incredible 2021 campaign, 10 catches, 156 yards, and two scores. He's leading the NFL in touchdown receptions on the season. Robert Woods had six catches for 70 yards in the win, and Van Jefferson had a TD for L.A. Derek Carr impressed with his accuracy and led the Raiders to a 33-22 win over uh, the Eagles in Vegas. Carr completed 31 of 34 passes for 323 yards, two touchdowns. Vegas outscored Philly 30 to zero through the second and third quarters, uh, complementing Carr's performance or rushing touchdowns from Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Injured in the game, Raiders improved to 5-2 and two on the season, 2-0 without John Gruden as their head coach. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles, I guess you could say led them, 236 passing yards, 61 rushing yards. Also added two touchdown passes in the setback. Philly could not overcome two turnovers as it fell to 2-5 and five on the year. Also injured in the game, Miles Sanders carted off the field, marking a big blow to the Philadelphia rushing attack. The Arizona Cardinals are still perfect, Kyle, for three touchdowns, including one to newcomer Zacherts. How scary is that? Zacherts in that offense that was already uh, had an embarrassment of riches. Arizona rolled to a 31-5 route of the Texans at home. DeAndre Hopkins against his former team caught a touchdown. Christian Kirk also caught one. Murray had a pick for Arizona, which improves to 7-0. Davis Mills threw for 135 yards in the loss for the Texans. Texans now 1-6 could be on uh, that Jacksonville Jaguars 2020 trajectory where they won their first game and then immediately lost every single game afterwards. But the Cardinals, 7-0. and That's your top team in the NFL, and I don't think it's even close. Cardinals, they took care of business against Jacksonville and Houston and down teams, and then also took care of business against teams like the L.A. Ramblin' Browns and the Tennessee Titans. The Cardinals, a big matchup on Thursday night football. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers who will come to the desert. Should be a great showdown as far as a pair of NFC powers. straight, Of course, the Cardinals perfect at 7-0. Last afternoon game, or later game, to tell you about, it was Tom Brady tossing four touchdowns as the Bucs destroyed the Bears, 38-3 in Tampa. Tom Brady becomes the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 600 career touchdown passes. When he hit Mike Evans for a nine-yard strike in the first quarter, Evans caught three TDs while Chris Godwin had 111 receiving yards and a score of the Bucks intercepted Justin Fields three times and recovered two Chicago fumbles in the W. Tampa has four straight wins to improve the 6-1. and one. Fields passed for just 184 yards. Khalil Herbert led all players with 100 yards on the ground. The Bears sit third in the NFC North at 3-4. and four. Wrapping up week seven of the NFL season, at least on Sunday, we've got our Monday night contest tonight, where the Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers, and it was a good contest, I mean, relative to the rest of the games on Sunday, which were blowouts, but it was Carson Wentz and his squad rallying past the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football, 30-18, to a game that they trailed in, and then came roaring back, and Pretty good control of in the second half. We bring on from Lockdown Colts, Evan Sidery. He joins me here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Make sure you check us out on our new YouTube channel. Great content going up on a daily basis. Evan, you know, I'm trying to really put my finger on which quarterback Carson Wentz is going to be at any given time because there it was pretty touch and go early on. He had like this the silly Jake Plummer-esque looking interception early in that contest and then came back and controlled the game in a downpour and looked and commanded that offense.
3: Yeah, it really was a weird person, Wentz. He finished with 150 yards, two touchdowns. They took away the interception. and ruled it a fumble at the end of the game instead of an INT. So Wentz still only has one interception so far this year. But he had four or five plays where it was to the defender's hands early on. But outside of that, in the second half, he was just like you mentioned, the offense him and Michael Pittman Jr. have a really special connection going on right now. Those two guys are really in sync the last two or three weeks. But Wentz is just playing average football right now. That's all they need him to do. And this Colts team on on paper, you have Pittman, you have Taylor as your foundational pieces on offense, and then the defense in the second half as well. This Colts team, it's a huge game next Sunday against Tennessee. If they win that game, they're all the, in the conversation, not only for the division, but for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, they moved to three and four on the season with Tennessee looming, and uh, you know, obviously in the division, that just it feels like it's double. But uh, you know, Wentz, as you mentioned, 150 two touchdowns. He was only sacked once. The offensive line played well. There's a couple penalties, but it was just a sloppy game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. There's not much more you can say about the kid. He's having a tremendous season. 100 more yards. 107 on the ground and a touchdown. Just uh, you know especially in a game like we witnessed last night where it's just horrible conditions. It's nice to be able to just able to hand the ball off and get chunk yards from a t- player like Taylor.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Taylor already in his career, I would say, is a top five, top six running back in the NFL. He's third over the last year and a half in the NFL in rushing yards behind Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. And over the last four weeks, John Taylor's 551 scrimmage yards, and six touchdowns. So he's really putting up some monster numbers over the last month of the season. Jonathan Taylor really is taking control of this entire offense. The team runs through Jonathan Taylor. And when he's playing like this, the offense is really hard to stop. Over the last four weeks, they've scored at least 27 points in each of those games, and a lot of it's due to Jonathan Taylor.
0: Tremendous insight right now from Evan Sidery. Of course, Locked on Colts. Follow at Locked on Colts for all the insight on a team that's uh, rebounding from a tough start to the 2021 season. And as much as we talk about Wentz commanding this offense and them taking control of this game in the second half on the other side of the football outside of one drive. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers had a horrible time against, is, is that more of a testament to the Colts defense or an indictment on Jimmy G and that's 49ers offense?
3: I think it's a little bit of both, but honestly you would know both covering the NFC West. I think we saw the really bad version of Jimmy G, Jimmy G tonight. Mm-hmm. It was just really awful to watch because you saw Carson Wentz on the other side he finally got control. He knew how to use the football in the rain. It was a torrential downpour throughout the game. Jimmy Garoppolo was only looking one guy's way the whole game and Debo Samuel. Debo had a great game, but not really scanning the field well at all. He just wasn't really good in the pocket. He just didn't have a good presence there either as well. I think, it's a, I think we saw the reason why the 49ers traded the number three overall for Trey Lance tonight. Because I think if Trey Lance would have played, it might have been a different outcome, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. You have to check out Locked on Colts today and the rest of the week. As Evan mentioned, there is a huge game on tap. AFC South showdown between the Colts and the Titans. I can't believe this is going to wrap up the season series so early. It just, why couldn't they just push that game to like December but it's going to be over after this week. Also check out the crossover with Evan and Tyler Rowland. That's going to be must listen to here on the lockdown podcast network. Evan, thanks, man. Appreciate it.
3: Appreciate it as always, Bo.
0: Great stuff from all of our guests today. Jake Locked lockdown Bengals; Tyler Rowland, lockdown Titans, and Evan Sidery of lockdown on Colts. Check out those individual episodes, more insight on those teams that are uh, the talk of the NFL world. Ross Jackson, Luke Braun, they've got you covered for a Monday Night Football recap after we watch Week 7 get wrapped up between the Saints and the Seahawks. It's going to be a good contest, of course, Seattle without Russell Wilson. We'll see which Jameis Winston shows up tonight for NOLA. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at B O B R A C K and, of course, at Lockdown Network. Check us out on YouTube the Locked On NFL podcast. Just search it and you'll find great daily content there. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make Peacock and Williamson your second listen. Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, and of course, Brian Peacock, NFL analyst, taking you a trip around the NFL, just like I did with some unique perspectives. You guys have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you next Monday on the Locked On NFL podcast.